Hi, you're listening to Phil DeBella, and this is Flashcast by PDB, and today we bring to you something a little bit different. So my producer and owner of the podcast boss, Mr. Gilberto, is going to be uh, interviewing me and asking me some questions, and today's topic he's chosen is all around success. So I introduce Gilberto, and I hand over to him, where I become the interviewee. Gilberto, welcome to a show that you wonderfully produce. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. So uh, I want to talk about success, Phil, because... You obviously are a very successful person in the three aspects of life that you teach and mentor about. But I want to focus on what exactly does success mean to you. So that's the first question. What actually what does, does success? success? So success to me is is basically achieving everything that I map out at the beginning of a year, personally, professionally, and family. And I um, it becomes sort of my template for the year. I've already done my plan for 2022. I've got two to three things that I want to achieve personally, um, the same professionally and the same with family. And I'm happy to share some of that. So with family next year, one of the things I'll be doing is the dancing CEOs with my daughter for many reasons. One, to spend quality time with her and learn how to dance because she loves dancing. Two, to teach her all about um, the concept of how a female should be treated and teach my boy on how females should be treated because the cause is around domestic violence. And three, it's it's about pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. So that's one of the goals I've set for myself. Now, success to me is once you achieve those things. So to me, um, success is a journey, not a destination. And throughout the year, I constantly look at my notes and I have a look at what I've mapped out personally, professionally, and family. And as I tick those things off, then I start to see myself as successful. Uh, so this year, to give you an example, out of the 12 things that I've wanted to achieve uh, so far, and I've still got time, but I've ticked off 10. So I've had a, a, a pretty good successful year. But that's the basis of success for me is being able to tick off the things that you map out and plan. It's not about one thing. It's not about just money. It's not about possessions. It's not about achieving awards as such. These are all part of a journey. Uh, to me, success is once you fully complete the roadmap, the goals list that you set out, um, and you can call them goals, you can call them purposes, um, whatever it is. Uh, you, you know, Once you've achieved that, then to me, you're a successful person. And then if your goals are aligned with your values, then it's creates happiness maybe yeah totally and then obviously happiness is a byproduct of achieving success you know i find that and you make a good point that when you map out your goals and again all purpose because i love the word purpose you know you put your purpose down on 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 paper and you say well this is going to be my purpose for 2021 or this is my purpose for 2022 that when you start to get it down on paper it gets clarity but then what you can start to do is align it with values. So I value family, right? So you'll see that there's always goal, you know, some attribute in my in my goals around family. And that even comes down to like uh, personally. So one of my personal goals is to get down to 15% body fat. Um, and most listeners would know over the years, I've, I've had struggles with my weight and the last three years started getting really, really healthy and fit. Um, I'm sitting on 17% body fat, which is very good. I want to get down to 15%. Now, whilst that's a destination, the trigger for that is so that I've got energy, I've got vitality, and I'm alive and healthy for my family. So because I value family, you'll see that a lot of the goals will interlink with what your values are. So write your goals, make sure they're aligned with your values. Well, well totally, yeah. Keep track of them, you know, and, and it'll also drive you. It'll it'll keep you focused. Um, it's one of the great things I read that Jack Welsh talked about. He said to his employees, you know, write 25 things down that you really want to achieve, then I want you to prioritize the top five. And once you prioritize the top five and you're sure about it, I want you to eliminate the other 20 because the other 20 is what's going to actually be the demons. 
So it's funny if you think about that. There's so much going on in our heads that we want to achieve. And if you write down 25 things, you know, and it might be 15 things, but the key is to actually circle the top five things that you want to achieve and then make sure that the others don't distract you. And I think that's the key point there. I know it is for me. So that's why I say two to three things in each section, personally, professional, family, because then what flows on from that, which is also an element of success, is harmony. We are at our most successful being, you know, state of mind when our bo- when our lives are in harmony. And it's not about balance, and I've done a flashcast on that. It's about harmony. And harmony is when whatever needs attention at this point of time, you're giving it to it, whether it's family issue, a personal issue, or a professional issue. Wherever you're giving the attention of where it needs, so if you've just started a new business, that's going to need a lot of your attention. If you've just started a new family, that's going to need more of your attention is to really map out what that purpose is for 2022, you know, as we're moving into 2022, map out what your purposes are, prioritize them and give attention to what needs to and track them. So when you achieve them, write done next to them and see that as a form. And when you come back towards the end of the year and you see that you're ticking those off, then that's success. It's just on your phone. Keep it the, simple. the resources that you have. Totally. Keep it simple. I always say use the resources that you've got around mm-hmm. you. That's what entrepreneurial mindset is, entrepreneurial intelligence about using, you know, the the, the, um, the resources you've got around you to achieve the things you want to achieve, you know. All right. Do you think that is society inspired by a misleading meaning of success? Yeah, totally. Um, you know, if you ask people what success really means, they normally go to a possession. Success is buying a new car. Success is buying a new house. So what they do is they're looking at the destination, not the journey. Mm-hmm. They're not aligning it to their values. I want a new house because why? Well, I value what do you value? Do you value the lifestyle of living near the river, living near the park? What actually drives that possession? So the biggest downfall I see with success is that people relate it to possessions. Success is not about possessions, Mm. right? If you actually want to make success about possessions, it's about resources. The greater the tools, the greater success you can achieve. And tools are resources, right? And resources is not just money. Resource is health, because with your health, you forget about your money. Look at Steve Jobs and Mm. his famous last words where he talked about no money in the world is going to bring me back um, to good health. So your number one resource is health. And that's something I had to learn on the journey, you know, is surround yourself with the right resources. Health first, you know, of course, money is a resource. Time is a resource. Mm. These are all things that build your tool bag that enables you to achieve success. So I would like listeners to really adopt that mindset that success is not about possessions. You know, success is often about moments and people hear me say life is measured Mm. in moments because again, I talk with a lot of analogies as the listeners would know. When we pass away, and somebody gets up and speaks about us at our eulogy, they're not going to talk about what we had. They're going to talk about the moments we shared. And therefore, let's start living our lives in more in the moments we create rather than the things that we have. Excellent. Uh, was there a particular bold decision or moment that dramatically changed your business to the powerhouse you became? I'm talking about uh, Diveda mm. Coffee. Yeah, look, definitely. And that was the turning point for me. So when we started in, in Queensland as a startup 2002, it was all about persistence. It was all about resilience. It was all about, you know, we want to produce good coffee and consistently. And we started to land some customers and we started to grow. And as we grew and we got more resources, we were able to deliver more to our customers. Uh, and it really became about service. When we went to Melbourne in 2005, that was the turning point. That was the pivot point when 10 people that I went to visit all said to me, you've got great coffee, but why should I buy coffee from someone in Queensland? And at that point, it really hit home that what we had to do was we had to grow our portfolio bigger than just about coffee. We'd already started that. We had started being known very well in Brisbane for our service. And so what we did is at that turning point, that feedback from customers saying, yeah, I love your coffee, but no, I'm not going to use your company. 
was the turning point that went, hey, now we need to supercharge that we are not a product company, we are a service company. So we really, really accelerated everything we offered from a service point of view, from leading people's leases for them, helping them with their menus, helping them with store design, layouts, introducing them to real estate agents to expand their business. The moment we built a complete turnkey service company, then we just motored and then we ended up becoming the biggest in Melbourne in our like for like in what we did in specialty coffee. But that was definitely the turning point. So the key takeaway there is use the no's to transform your business. When people keep saying no, analyze why they're saying no and what can you do better or different than anybody else that opens up an opportunity. And and the bottom line to that is how can you make your business relevant? And so the turning point was that we weren't going to be relevant, relevant to Melbourne market by just having good coffee. We were going to be relevant to Melbourne cafe owners if we could do a full turnkey company that provided amazing service. And the way we got paid was by them buying our coffee. And I love that because it also shows that you need to have a flexible mind and, and be able to pivot and, and adapt your business to the necessities of, of the clients you, you want to have. Yeah, and it's something that we talk about. And um, as we know, Alan, Alan Bonsall mm. wrote Entrepreneurial Intelligence, which is still available um, you know, through iTunes and iBooks and stuff like that. And he's at the moment, and you heard it first because I haven't released this yet, he's in the middle of writing a new book. He, I don't know what the title is going to be, but he's uh, he's interviewing me again and he's writing a new book all around how to build a, a business from external to internal, which is something that obviously I've done many times all over the world in different stuff that I've done. It's always around solving a customer's problem. It's all about, it's all about being relevant to a customer. Mm. So he's now going to be documenting that in a book and I can't wait to, to obviously share that with listeners and share that with people and read it myself because it really is an integral part of the business. Uh, I see so many people trying to build businesses from the inside out and it does start with your vision, but you've got to be able to adapt your vision and turn it into a commercial viable product. And the only way you're going to do that is to ask yourself questions like, am I solving a customer's problem? Mm. Am I going to be relevant? And people say, well, how do I know if I'm relevant? Well, simple. If you close your business tomorrow, where will your customers go? And if they've got options to go, then you're not relevant. Mm. Whereas if you really struggle with that answer, Mm. I close my business tomorrow, I don't know where people will go which is what we did at Debella Coffee. It was very hard for people to find another coffee company that provided that level of service. That's what we've done with the Coffee Commune. If mm. Coffee Commune closes tomorrow, everyone that's part of it has got nowhere to go because mm. there is no other business like it in Australia. They can get different components from different places, but you can't get it all from the one business. So that's why we know the Coffee Commune is a great business model. A great, It's got great stability. It's got great growth. It's got great future because we ask those questions ourselves. Are we solving a customer's problem? Well, we are. We're helping everyone accelerate their potential. Are we relevant? Well, we are because- whether you're a coffee enthusiast, a barista, a supplier, there's a place for you and a home and a product for you. But the key point is if we close down tomorrow, where would people go? And there is no other coffee commune or product or service like it that people can go to and, and collaborate in the one space. Those are great insights, but time's up. Before we go, Phil, you mentioned Dancing with the CEO. Yes. Where can people go on uh, and donate if they haven't done it? You should go yeah, I appreciate now. it. Um, Dancing CEO's website, so dancingceo.com.au, and it's all there. You've got the – you can donate. You see who's dancing. You'll see um, everyone's cause and what they're doing. You'll see more about it and why. It's um, Queensland Women's Legal Services run the whole thing. They do an amazing job. It's all around supporting women and children domestic violence. As I said, great cause. I love the way it's set up. 100% um, tax-deductible donations. Nothing 
comes to us, nothing goes to admin fees. 100% is used to help, you know, women and children in domestic violence situations by Queensland Women's Legal Services. So it's an amazing cause. We're very proud to be part of it. The target is everyone needs to raise 30,000. Annika and I have set a target of 50,000. We don't just want to hit the target. We want to, you know, we want to smash and deliver $50,000, which I know will be put to great use uh, by the organisation. So get on board. Give $5, give $500, give $5,000, doesn't matter. Whatever you can afford, be great. And we will be having some events throughout 2022, so stay tuned for that. When is the due date for that one? When is that happening? May, May 2022. Right. I think it's May 19, but it's definitely in May. We'll be putting the dancing shoes on, me and my daughter, in front of 1,000 people at Brisbane City Hall, and uh, hopefully we do a good – uh, we entertain people. <laughs> Nobody falls over and hurts themselves. Well, we're looking forward to that. Thank you very much, Phil. Actually, you should t- take it away. <laughs> you finish your so, show. <laughs> uh, you've been listening to Phil DeBella and Gilberto Castillo from the podcast, Boss and News. This is obviously Flashcast by PDB. Until next time, go and be the best you can be. Yeah.